understand that it's frustrating that it's taking so long to work. And then I'll review. This is three days, so we have a little bit yes. more information here, okay? <laughs> and then I'll review, you know, how the acne medicines actually do work to give them more of an understanding. Um, now, are you going to do that from, you know, now you're going to do that? You're going to say, Mr. So-and-so, I may not have said this, and I'm terribly sorry I didn't. Acne medications take about four to six weeks to work. And sometimes things get worse before they get better. I'm sorry if I didn't explain that to you. Does that make sense? Lovely. That's what you said, didn't it? I try to say that during the visit. I know you try <laughs> to say that in the visit. And so you don't want to correct the guy and say, you know what, I said this during the visit, jerk pot, you know? You're just a guy. Next time, send in your wife who actually listens, okay? <laughs> Because you know the guy didn't want to actually bring in the kid. The guy had to take off from work. He was really pissed off at the mom. You know, the whole story. Lovely positive story about the relationship. Right. You can say, I'm sorry, but I thought I covered that during the visit. Perhaps I didn't, and I'm sorry about that. It's okay to say I'm sorry. It's where it's coming from. It's not an admission of you were inaccurate, you didn't do a good job. Uh, you don't even have to say I'm sorry. I usually cover that during the visit. Perhaps I did not. Let me explain it again. Acne medications take a while. Sometimes things get actually worse than, than better, but I promise you that Johnny, more likely than not, will be better. Or Sarah, more likely than not, will be much better when I see her or him back in about a month. Does that sound reasonable to you? Just ask for a comment. Does that make sense? Rather than, don't you get it? Didn't you read? You know? Is that okay? Fine. I'm asking her if it's okay, and I'm really, she may say, you know what, and it's happened before. No, it's not okay, because I said that to him, and he was really PO'd with me again. He said, I should have said that to him. I bothered him, and I've been calling back, and you know, all kinds of stories they could say. I couldn't get through to your office. They, they kept on delaying it. I, I left a message two days ago, and you never called me back. I'm sorry. I'm not aware of the message. That's all. I'm not aware of you calling. Please. And there's another phrase. How can I make this better? Lovely. But you know what? Don't use things as lines. These are not lines that you just learned, okay? These got to come from your heart. They got to come from your heart. They don't come from your heart, you missed it. Missed the whole thing. That's where it's coming from, kind of idea. We good? Let's do another one. Yes? I'm Doug from Little Rock. The, Little Rock, uh, Arkansas? Yes. Okay, I've heard of that. We have Durham there. Okay. Um, the skin cancer patient who's had four, eight, ten skin cancers, and you just found two more. Yeah. And they don't want a surgery. Yeah, okay. They're done. Where's the skin cancers? Oh, it, it could be... Face. They have a squamous cell on their face. Squamous cell, okay. See, I'm up on the stakes over here. Squamous cell on the face. They don't want any more. How old are they? 56? Squamous cell on the cheek? Bad place for a squamous cell, would you not agree? <laughs> I got four minutes to go. Okay, all right. All right, fine. So squamous cell on the cheek. You've, you've taken care of this guy before, right? Is it a guy? Previous skin cancers, right? We, we get that. No melanomas or anything else like that. But you're doing the best you can to take care of this person, right? Tell me a story that touches me. He has a wife, a couple of kids, dog. By the way, this, 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 this works for all kinds of human beings in this world, this particular session. It works for dogs. I have to have this. It does not work for cats. Cats do not care, okay? <laughs> it's just, just so you know. All right, fine. So it's a squamous cell, small one, or getting bigger, like a KA might. I'm up in the stakes a little bit over here. 
Okay, fine. So what might you say to this person? What did you say to this person? You know, numerous surgeries. I like his voice, with, by the way. I understand. He has a nice voice. Go ahead. But you're with but the you best surgeons right? in the United States. We are the best. You're, we're going to take great care of you. So oh, okay. I know that you've been through this before. and ah, I, I, hate that, it I like that. I, I know you've been through this before. Yeah? I hate it for you. Aha. Uh -huh. He's telling me, but that, I like that. I hate, I hate the fact that you have another squamous cell. I really do. And we need to take care of this. Why do we need to take care of it? It's another squamous cell. You're just chopping them off anyway. But you're young. Ah, uh, Snoopy Nick, thank you. There is the potential. And am I good looking? Lovely wife? Beautiful kids? I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. I'm good looking. I'm, I'm young. I got a beautiful wife and lovely kids. I don't want to see you get sick. I want to see. And you know what? I, I learned this six months ago from doing all kinds of stuff in this world. I said, I want to live my life one moment short of a tear. One moment short of a tear. Touch yourself emotionally with words that you use in front of everybody until you're almost ready to cry. This man is somehow doesn't get it. And you're there so that he gets it in a very, very gentle, beautiful way. Right. Mr. Smith, you're a lovely man, Snoopy Dick. You have a lovely wife and two kids. You've had some skin cancers. None of them have been very, very serious because they've been basal cells. You know those don't metastasize. But a squamous cell can go very, very close to your ear, get into a lymph node, and hurt you, and take away all the loves of your life because you won't be here anymore. It could happen. I don't want that to happen for you. Would it be okay if I talked to you, perhaps even tomorrow when you've thought about this and maybe brought your wife in, would that be okay so we can talk about this again? I don't want you to go out of my office knowing that this is okay to wait. It's not. Is that okay, there? I like it. I know you like it. I like it, too, because you see, Doug and I were having a conversation, and you weren't there. You weren't there. It was the moment between Doug and me, almost to the point of a tear. You see, I brought that up, because I don't have these things scripted. I brought it up because I, I wanted Doug to touch me emotionally, or me to touch me emotionally, to say, where is that sweet spot? Where can I really connect with people? It is beautiful. I don't think we're here for dermatology, by the way. I think we're here for conversations and how to connect more. Dermatology is incidental, with all due respect. I told that to cardiologists, orthopedic surgeons, I've told that, and every one of them, I can't say they all agree with me, but they get it. It is not changing a hip, it is seeing the person walk afterwards. It's not, the, it's not the mechanics of it. It's not what we say during the visit. It's how we make them feel when they leave, and how we make us feel when, when we leave. You know? That's what it's all about. It's a comforting feeling, a beautiful feeling. Um, I, I'm gonna have to stop now, guys and gals, because. Uh, I've been, you know, and, and, and rightly so, they just want to continue with the program. Uh, let me just finish one thing off, and then I'll get off of here. And actually, I'm, I'm okay, so that's it. Um, I'm, I was going to ask you about the oohs, ahs, and hums, and the wows, you know, all right? What'd you hear? What'd you see? But we don't have enough time for that. So I'm just going to go off. If you're a dog lover or a cat lover, bow wows or meows, whatever sets you off, write them down. You should walk out with a feeling, not anything else. And I'm going to read you one thing that just comes to mind. This is from Emily Dickinson. I have other things that I sometimes close with, but again, because of time. If I can, this is from Emily Dickinson, okay? And you've, many of you have heard this, but things come up, and you say, you know, why did I think about that? Because I care. If I can stop one heart from breaking, I shall not live in vain. If I can ease one life the aching or cool one pain, or help one fainting robin unto his nest again, I shall not live in vain. 
That's what this is all about. Dermatology, physician assistant, dermatologist, incidental almost. It is to touch someone emotionally so that they will feel better, to make this world a better place. You as a physician assistant, lovely, lovely thing. Don't let the diseases get in the way of your communication. It's not about the broken parts. It's about just connecting with people. And because you're bright enough, you will find that spot to make them all better. I could go on, but um, you guys have been great. It's time for me to get the hook. Thank you very much. Variations, I know. You cut them off and you can't, you won't let them express themselves. So the I know phenomenon, you'll never learn unless you listen. So the I know phenomenon doesn't work, at least at that level. I, I don't know something is the next level according to Einstein. I don't know something. So someone tells you a story and you start to listen, it's on that level of I don't know, interesting. But then clocks are walking away and you want to make sure that you're taking care of people. Third level is I know that I don't know something. I know that I don't know something. So you're really intensely listening. This is really interesting what she's saying or what he's saying. And the highest level of intention to learn something, and that really gives value to someone when you're really listening, is I don't even know that I don't know. It is a state of wonder. It's a state of wonder. Nothing is critical in a state of wonder. You're allowing everything to come in. You're in that moment. It's a sweet spot. It is a sweet spot. This has nothing to do with diagnosing. This has to do with trust. I'm just writing an article for your journal on trust. All right, so look at the next journal. Aikido, the martial art of finding peace, not war in the world. All right, that's what I think I'm all about also. Aikido would suggest, and I'm not a martial artist, I'm not a, I'm not a black belt in Aikido, but the idea would be, would be this. Difficult people enter your life, right? Uh, and as they enter your life, um, some of them are going to be coming right towards you. That's normal. So you take a stance of, okay, you know, I, this is expected. Number two stance is rather than stopping them like this, you embrace them or figure out what's going on with them. That's the listening part of it. And then after you figure it out, you redirect. All right? Realize one thing. You're not going in the same direction. You have not stopped them like this. You've thought about something and you redirect. You're going in a different direction, and so are they. It's gentle. It's gen gentle movements. So it can be operationalized in terms of difficult people to expect them, number one. Number two, try to figure them out. I don't mean in a the therapeutic way, but just try to figure out what's going on. Be curious, not critical. And then number three, figure out if there's a place that you can go where neither of you is compromising too much. But you can't stop them. You shouldn't stop them necessarily. The martial, the martial art of making peace finding harmony, finding balance. That's truly your job anyway. You want to make sure that somebody walks out not worried about something. Just shut up and listen, be in the moment. We, we are so much more in the moment. If you've gone college courses, I remember in college, we were taught cocktail kinds of information, you know. A little bit of something, so we could have a nice conversation with a gal, in my case, or with a guy in some other cases. We didn't have women at Columbia when I was an undergraduate. So it was always cocktail information. So the guys would really sound interesting in terms of the gals. But it's very superficial kinds of stuff. Very superficial kinds of stuff. And so what you have to do is listen and shut up. 
not knowing, aha, she mentioned Cicero, oh, I know about Cicero. She mentioned Kant, I know that. Hegel, oh, I know about contemporary civilization. Oh, I know that story. See, it's the I know phenomenon coming up again, too. Just keep quiet. See, you got all these degrees in front of you, in back of you, wherever you put your degrees, you know, after your name, and they separate you from others. Go as, as Mui. Go as Jordan. Go as you. It's okay. You don't have to push. You don't have to go with your degrees. Degrees tend to separate us. I got three degrees, and I'm sure you have three degrees from the finest institutions. The more we use our degrees to have a conversation, the further we get from each other. I guarantee it. We have to come as people. And that deals with difficult people themselves. Just shut up and listen. The Secret. Anyone read The Secret? It's a motivational tape. Uh, it is uh, a book where some of the finest uh, motivational people talk about what's the secret of life, the secret of happiness. And the secret of life and secret of happiness is really to send out positive energy. All right? It is energy that I send out, the energy that I come back. That's the Buddhist philosophy also, but it's not labeled Buddhist in the secret, the DVD or the book. Sending out positive energy. Sending out positive energy, the same stuff comes back to you. Send out negative energy, negative energy comes back. Guarantee. Okay. There's no reason to be negative. Have positive stories. We got all got lots of stories. I come from New York, and New Yorkers have all kinds of stories about the rest of the world. When I was a kid, there was New York, and then there was San Francisco and Los Angeles. I had heard about Chicago. It was somewhere in between. Heard about it. St. Louis didn't come up on the map at all. Never heard of it, never knew about it. I've since known that people live and die in other cities, and they have a sweet life, and they can really make the world a better place. Really. And I got it. But then, so I'm a recovering New Yorker at this point in time. I'm in a 12-step program. Don't know what step I'm in, but I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> so tell positive stories. When you see someone, and they look a little bit kind of, you know, they're not dressed exactly the way you would expect them to dress for your visit. They have, tattered clothing, whatever else like that. Make a positive story rather than they're probably Medicaid. Make a positive story rather than they don't have any money and they're destitute, or maybe they don't want to earn a living. I mean, those are all negative stories. Just say, hey, this guy is tough on his luck. This gal is doing the best she can doing something. Now, that's positive energy towards them, and that will make them less difficult. Guarantee. Right? Find the things in life that work not the things that are broken. We are so programmed to find broken things. We will always find them if we look for them that way. Remember, it's not what you say. This is an important one. It's where it's coming from. Do you get it? People will say, risk management people will say, hey, you know what? Something happens, not necessarily your fault. Say, I'm sorry. So you get something out of here, just say, I'm sorry if something happens, right? So you program yourself to say, people had a rash, came from the penicillin that you gave them, dye clocks, whatever. You know, they have a photosensitivity to something, and you say to someone, I'm sorry. They don't believe you because it didn't come from the right place. I don't know. Figure it out. Look in the mirror and say, how would you like to hear an I'm sorry? So it actually you believe it and they believe it at the same time, simultaneously getting to the place of, ah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry this has happened. Not that you did it, but I'm sorry this is happening to you. A sweet expression of just compassion to somebody without trying to protect yourself. 
Embrace others with your words and really mean it when you say, call me when you are concerned. Look them in the eye and say that. The other thing that risk management teaches us, by the way, and I don't have a piece of it here because I've shortened the talk a bit, is that risk management, and I'm not knocking them. In fact, I'm starting to give talks at risk managers, organizations, chapters around the country. I'm, I'm part of their organization called Ashram. Believe it or not, they have a, the American Society for Healthcare Risk Management, A-S-H-R-M. It ain't Buddhist, I can tell you that much. They're very nice people. I really like the risk managers who have talked to me. But every time they talk to me over 30 years, they say, Steve Shama and everyone else in this audience, I want you to be careful. Be careful what you say, be careful what you do. Because you know, you never know. They don't say it in that harsh way, but that's the, that's the thing that I'm walking out with. Be careful. And I woke up one morning saying, you know what? I can't be careful all my life. And I figured, what else can I be? I can be care, new word full. I can be care, full of care. That's it. That's the difference between it. Now people can still get you. But if you go along trying to be careful, covering up, making sure all your notes are exact, because you want to avoid a liability suit, that's not the way to enjoy your life. You will burn out. Guarantee you will burn out within six months or a year. You'll never make it past the 10th year. I've made it 30 years, and I love dermatology. It's a lovely, lovely profession to be in, and I've had a great time. Now I just want to tell you one man's opinion about what the world is like. Subilix. You'll never hear it anywhere but here. Stupidics are basically nice things you can tell someone before you tell them something, before you tell them something that they may not want to hear. Okay? Another story about where stupidics come from, talk to me at lunchtime, okay? But it's a stupidic. So if you actually are managing people, what you want to do is look for the kinds of things that they really succeed in very well. You can call someone and say, hey, you know what? Gloria, I saw what you did with Mrs. Schwartz. It was very, very touching. Thank you so much. Pick it out again, you know? Say, you know what, uh, Harry, um, when you answered that phone call, you were very, very kind to that person. Or somebody else, when they, when they greeted someone at the front office, be aware of those kinds of things. We're looking for broken parts. We're not looking to commend someone, to appreciate people. We're not trained to do that kind of stuff. Interestingly enough, the pictures that you had over here are really pictures of communication with the president, immediate past president, president, uh, you know, elect. This is good stuff. They not only have a husband or wife, but they have kids, maybe a dog or a cat. That's connections. I think this is great. Maybe you don't need this talk. I'll sit down. Is that okay? So Snoopy Licks. So what you do is you say something, you know, um, you know Harry, um, I, I love what you did with Mr. Schwartz the other day when you were so kind to that person on the phone. And um, there was something else. Oh, yes, right. And the notes you took are really, really good. Could I talk to you about what just happened with that patient? Would it be okay? And that would be the setting some boundaries around what happened. But they're in the Snoopy Lick phase. They're in that positive kind of uh, orientation of appreciation for three things that you've noticed and haven't told them about over a period of weeks. And then you set some boundaries about behavior that you want to shape in the right direction, okay? So Snoopy Licks are good things that, necessarily aren't, that aren't necessarily connected with something that you may want to shape behavior, but could be. Look for the things that work in life. Look for the things opportunities to appreciate people. And then when you have to say something like, I'd love to talk to you about the way you treated Mrs. So-and-so, um, they're stuck in the Snoopy Licks. Right. And then I'm sorry, I told you before. We're told to say I'm sorry, and basically I'm sorry comes in lots of ways. If I were a director telling you to say I'm sorry, I'd say, say I'm sorry, and say I'm sorry. Why are you sorry? I don't know, you just told me to say I'm sorry. No, there's a reason for it. I'm sorry for this happening. Be empathetic. Make a story beautiful. I'm sorry that 
this, this drug caused this reaction. Recall that I didn't tell you everything about the drug. And you know, it's the tonality also. It's looking at them in the eyes. It's sitting down when you're telling them something. All of these things work. You don't have to remember these things because if you're in a state of compassion and caring about people, you will naturally do it. Someone once asked me when I was giving a talk on how to give a talk at the academy, they say, how do you know where your hands go? I thought it was a very, very sweet comment. I said, interesting, because he thought I was orchestrating my hands with my words. I'm sorry, you know, like this. No, my hands go wherever they want to go. It's a lovely kind of moment in time. All right, fine. Now, since I've been cut, cut a little bit, where, where are we now? Okay, I got 15 minutes over here to work 200 people, or however many people are here, in terms of difficult situations. So let's deal with examples of dealing with difficult people. Who has them? If you don't have my die right here, right now, a grown man, ha! It's never happened before. I've given these talks over 20 years. Now look, I don't know the answers to everything, but I will shape approaches. And let's see if we can get through three or four or five of them. That good? And then I'll say goodbye until the noon hour. Okay, fine. So, who has an index card they'd like to just give me and I can read it and whatever else? Now look, don't be afraid of just raising your hand and saying, hey, I got a question. Because everyone has the same question. I guarantee it. Ah, okay. Good. Hopefully it's not too long. You know what? Can you summarize it for me? Just Do we have a, a wireless mic over here? Yeah? Uh -huh. Oh, I hear. You didn't write what you, what you, what you when you read it? Okay, here. Don't, don't worry about it. It's, nobody's listening, okay? Nobody's listening. Okay, this is actually live. This is good. Okay, all right. First name, where are you from, and uh, have we ever met before? No. Okay, good. Absolutely. Okay? I'm Debbie. Yeah. Hi, Debbie. From Washington. Uh, the state of Washington? Yes. Okay, great. So, yes. Right. So, it's, she's on. It's, it's very early. very early. So, she doesn't make any sense or she's really confused. You'll understand why. Okay, go ahead. Moms who want acne treatment for their kids when their child doesn't care. When the child doesn't care. Okay, fine. How does that bother you? Let me tell you something. Anyone who, who wants to hand an index card and have a chat with me when no one else is listening right now, uh, is not, not necessarily brave, but is answering questions you have, that's number one. And also, one of the qualities of people who ask questions, not if you don't, you're not like this, but she cares. She cares enough about the situation to say, how can I do something here? All right, so continue. So mom brings in the kid for acne and the kid doesn't care. What kid cares? I mean, I'll, okay, fine. Especially teenage boys. Right, right, it's teenage boys, okay. This was a girl or a boy? This is a boy. Okay, fine, but, all right, fine, continue. Is that it? Well, just that I try to look at the boy and ask him, and he kind of rolls his eyes and <laughs> looks at his mother. Is his acne really bad? No. It isn't? No. So a few comedones here and there? No. So why yeah. does he, see, I got to up the stakes. Usually this is a, a role-playing workshop. I'm not going to do role-playing over here. Number one, I don't have the time. This is like a three-hour, four-hour workshop. You're getting the Reader's Digest version of it, okay? Very, very condensed. Um, well, that's kind of the next thing, is that Next thing, bringing okay. Bringing in a young child or somebody that she frantically wants to get preventative care for acne, and it's not really even happening yet. Okay, so first, the kid doesn't care, and number two... There's just uh, nothing uh, much there, and the she's all The mom cares too out. much. Mm -hmm. Fine. Change the story, then. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop at this point in time. Change the story to a mom who cares, all right? So the mom is there, and the mom cares so much about the kid, but there's nothing there, right? So, I know you're a compassionate person. I'm just sensing that. And then she tells you what your book it is. 
Aha, oh, that's upping the stakes. So she, tell, she tells you, you what you're supposed to I do. Fine. But, but here, here, start with the story. Remember I told you to change the story. Here's this mom. just happened last week. I find here's here's the story. Mom comes in and, and and doesn't see you don't see anything in this kid, but mom wants everything. Benzoyl peroxide preparations, even possibly. She's been using her medication on the child, and says that she needs those two medicines. Those are the only thing that work, and and the kid is just sitting over there, not knowing why he or she is there. Okay, fine, but, but, but I'll up the stakes a little bit more, but we don't have to discuss that. And they want preventative medicine. They want, what do they want? Accutane. I've heard that's really good. Okay. Yeah, well, that, that wasn't what she wanted, that wasn't but what yes, she wanted. I heard that. Okay, fine, change the story. Make us feel for that mom, because <laughs> that's where the answer is, at least one answer. What's, not what's wrong with that mom, what's beautiful about that mom? Rather than she's an overbearing person who wants to dictate things to you. That's what you're reacting to. That's what I would react to. Mom wants all these kinds of preparations, and there are a couple of commonums. Who cares? Who cares? She's enough? basing it on her own experience. Right. What happened to her? Tell me a story. She what got, happened to her? She had acne. Nothing right. worked. She was tried it bad a acne when she was a kid? She doesn't look like it. She looked gorgeous. She looks gorgeous. Snoopy Nick, you look gorgeous, Mom. But when you were a kid, did you have acne? Oh, I had a little bit of acne. Was it bad? No, it wasn't really bad. How did it affect you emotionally? I was in a corner all the time. There was a boy on the football team that I absolutely adored. I would never approach him because I had acne. I swore that if I could ever cure this, I would never let anyone else go through it again. Yes. Connect, you know what I'm saying? Now, I know you knew that story. But, you know, sometimes you can have a few cysts here and there, and the mom is really worried about this kid. Tell a story that moves us. I'm not looking at you, I'm telling a story of everyone. Tell a story that moves us, because that's the connection with this difficult person, challenging. You could say to the mom, I'm so sorry that you worried about your, your child over here. There are a few black heads and white heads. I'm sure I can give you something. I'm not sure that that's necessary to give them all of these preparations, but I am here for you. And I'm hearing your story about the way it affected you when you were a teenager. Because you know, bad acne is in the face of the beholder. She wanted to go out with that, that football guy. Can you make up a story? What, what she wanted to do when she was a kid? Tell me a sweet story. She was a young woman, okay. She was pretty, but didn't think of herself as pretty. See, I'm writing a novel here. <laughs> Write the novels that would sell. People want to connect. By the way, patients don't care how much you know until they know how much you care, okay? In professional speaking, audiences don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. I know you know that story. Take it that way and see how much more quickly that patient, I know you did it also, by the way, okay? Do that, try that the next time, or try variations on that theme. Think of the person as not just overly dr dr being dramatized in the situation, but really caring about someone. Tell the stories at work. Wouldn't that be lovely? Now, I'm not, because of short in time, I'm not going to go through all the other ramifications. If we had three hours or a day, oh, would we have fun here. Fun respectfully. Okay? You good? Okay. I want to point out the little moments that where people twinkle. You twinkle. Okay? Who else? Who else has a good, uh, not a good one, but anything. I don't care. Aha. Okay. This is how I work off breakfast here. If I do drop below here, I'm hurt, okay? <laughs> Go ahead. What is your first name? So I'm Teresa from Remember, Philadelphia. Remember, Teresa's going to tell us something 
miserable in her life, and you will all hear it and go home saying, Teresa said it. Okay, just kidding. Uh, so this still deals with acne, and some of the difficult patients I have are when they become upset when they find out treatments don't work overnight. So it's the phone calls, you know, why do I have another pimple? I just started with the medicine last night. Right. Okay, great. So what do you tell them? I mean, because you just left their office, they came in, mom or dad, usually mom, will come in and say, my kid has some acne. He said, great, I have some good medicines to work, and I'll see you back in about a month or so. If you have any questions, call me. All right? So that's what you did, right? But you didn't realize that mom was going to expect this to go overnight, right? Yes. I'm fine. So what might she say? She's calling you up, and she's bugging you every single day. She says, it's not better, it's not better, it's better. You want to change to this, you want to change to that. How about Accutane? <laughs> mom, you're crazy. How about saying, you know, what might you say to her? You're on the phone, and it's not in the middle of a visit. I never used to have phone calls in the middle of visits, in the middle of the day, right? That's a great way of getting really PO'd really quickly at people who are bothering you with things that aren't important, isn't it? You're setting you up for failure. You're setting yourself up for failure. Have your calls at the end of the day and tell your office staff, or at the end of the morning or the end of the afternoon, have your office staff to say, Mrs. So-and-so, you know, um, you know, first name again, I'm sorry. Teresa uh, would love to talk to you. She really would. Would it be okay, because she's seeing patients now, would it be okay, lovely, lovely phrase. Uh, you can write that down if you want to. Um, would it be okay if uh, she calls you back before the lunch hour or perhaps uh, perhaps a bit more convenient towards the end of the day for her? She has much time. She has as much time as you'd like with her at that point. And that's not really true because you don't want to kind of, you know, get patients and patients calling you for as much time. But you know what will happen? You would give them permission to call you and have as much time. They'll be shorter than the patients who you didn't tell that to. All right? All right, fine. So what'd you say, what would you say to her? And the next patient that you see, because you've just learned something from that difficult person, okay? They're bugging you three or four times. It's not better. Johnny, uh, you saw Johnny three days ago. Acne is not better. Tell me. Actually, it's the guy, the dad walked in. You're telling me, okay? Right here. So I usually tell them, you know, I understand that it's frustrating that it's taking so long to work. And then I'll review. This is three days, so we have a little bit yes. more information here, okay? <laughs> And I'll review, you know, how the acne medicines actually do work to give them more of an understanding. Um, now, are you going to do that from, you know, now you're going to do that? You're going to say, Mr. So-and-so, I may not have said this, and I'm terribly sorry I didn't. Acne medications take about four to six weeks to work. And sometimes things get worse before they get better. I'm sorry if I didn't explain that to you. Does that make sense? Lovely. That's what you said, didn't it? I know you try to say that in the visit. And so you don't want to correct the guy and say, you know what, I said this during the visit, jerk pot, you know. You're just a guy. Next time, send in your wife who actually listens, okay? Because you know the guy didn't want to actually bring in the kid. The guy had to take off from work. He was really pissed off at the mom. You know, the whole story. Lovely positive story about the relationship. Right. You can say, I'm sorry, but I thought I covered that during the visit. Perhaps I didn't, and I'm sorry about that. It's okay to say I'm sorry. It's where it's coming from. It's not an admission of you were inaccurate, you didn't do a good job. Uh, you don't even have to say I'm sorry. I usually cover that during the visit. Perhaps I did not. Let me explain it again. Acne medications take a while. Sometimes things get actually worse than, than better, but I promise you that Johnny, more likely than not, will be better. Or Sarah, more likely than not, will be much better when I see her or him back in about a month. Does that sound reasonable to you? Just ask for a comment. Does that make sense? Rather than, don't you get it? Didn't you read? You know? 
Is that okay? Fine. I'm asking her if it's okay, and I'm really, she may say, you know what, and it's happened before. No, it's not okay, because I said that to him, and he was really PO'd with me again. He said, I should have said that to him. I bothered him, and I've been calling back, and you know, all kinds of stories they could say. I couldn't get through to your office. They, they kept on delaying it. I, I left a message two days ago, and you never called me back. I'm sorry. I'm not aware of the message. That's all. I'm not aware of you calling. Please. And there's another phrase. How can I make this better? Lovely. But you know what? Don't use things as lines. These are not lines that you just learned, okay? These got to come from your heart. They got to come from your heart. They don't come from your heart, you missed it. Missed the whole thing. That's where it's coming from, kind of idea. We good? Let's do another one. Yes? I'm Doug from Little Rock. The, Little Rock, uh, Arkansas? Yes. Okay, I've heard of that. We have Durham there. Okay. Um, <laughs> the skin cancer patient who's had four, eight, ten skin cancers, and you just found two more. Yeah. And they don't want a surgery. Yeah, okay. They're done. Where's the skin cancers? Oh, it, it could be... Face. They have a squamous cell on their face. Squamous cell, okay. See, I'm up on the stakes over here. Squamous cell on the face. They don't want any more. How old are they? 56? Squamous cell? On the cheek? Bad place for a squamous cell, would you not agree? <laughs> I got four minutes to go. Okay, all right. All right, fine. So squamous cell on the cheek. You've taken care of this guy before, right? Is it a guy? Previous skin cancers, right? We, we get that. No melanomas or anything else like that. But you're doing the best you can to take care of this person, right? Tell me a story that touches me. He has a wife, a couple of kids, dog. By the way, this, 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 this works for all kinds of human beings in this world, this particular session. It works for dogs. I have to have this. It does not work for cats. Cats do not care, okay? <laughs> it's just, just so you know. All right, fine. So it's a squamous cell, small one, or getting bigger, like a KA might. I'm up in the stakes a little bit over here. Okay, fine. So what might you say to this person? What did you say to this person? Well, you know, there's, I understand you've been through, you know, numerous surgeries. I like his voice, with, by the way. I understand. He has a nice voice. Go ahead. But you're with but the you best what? surgeons right? in the United States. We are the best. You're, we're going to take great care of you. So oh, okay. I know that you've been through this before. and ah, I, I, hate that, I like that. I, I know you've been through this before. Yeah. I hate it for you. Aha. He's telling me, but that, I like that. I hate, I hate the fact that you have another squamous cell. I really do. And we need to take care of this. Why do we need to take care of it? It's another squamous cell. You're just chopping them off anyway. But you're young. Ah. Uh, Snoopy Nick, thank you. There is the potential. And am I good looking? Lovely wife? Beautiful kids? I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. I'm good looking. I'm, I'm young. I got a beautiful wife and lovely kids. I don't want to see you get sick. I want to see, and you know what? I, I learned this six months ago from doing all kinds of stuff in this world. I said, I want to live my life one moment short of a tear. One moment short of a tear. Touch yourself emotionally with words that you use in front of everybody until you're almost ready to cry. This man is somehow doesn't get it. And you're there so that he gets it in a very, very gentle, beautiful way. Mr. Smith, you're a lovely man, Snoopy Dick. You have a lovely wife and two kids. You've had some skin cancers. 
none of them have been very, very serious because they've been basal cells. You know those don't metastasize. But a squamous cell can go very, very close to your ear, get into a lymph node, and hurt you, and take away all the loves of your life because you won't be here anymore. It could happen. I don't want that to happen for you. Would it be okay if I talked to you, perhaps even tomorrow when you've thought about this and maybe brought your wife in, would that be okay so we can talk about this again? I don't want you to go out of my office knowing that this is okay to wait. It's not. Is that okay, Doug? I like it. I know you like it. I like it too because you see, Doug and I were having a conversation and you weren't there. You weren't there. It was the moment between Doug and me, almost to the point of a tear. You see, I brought that up because I don't have these things scripted. I brought it up because I, I wanted Doug to touch me emotionally or me to touch me emotionally to say, where is that sweet spot? Where can I really connect with people? It is beautiful. I don't think we're here for dermatology, by the way. I think we're here for conversations and how to connect more. Dermatology is incidental, with all due respect. I told that to cardiologists, orthopedic surgeons, I've told that, and every one of them, I can't say they all agree with me, but they get it. It is not changing a hip, it is seeing the person walk afterwards. It's not the, it's not the mechanics of it. It's not what we say during the visit. It's how we make them feel when they leave and how we make us feel when, when we leave. You know, that's what it's all about. It's a comforting feeling, a beautiful feeling. Um, I, I'm going to have to stop now, guys and gals, because uh, I've been, you know, and, and, and rightly so, they just want to continue with the program. Uh, let me just finish one thing off, and then I'll get off of here. And actually, I'm, I'm okay, so that's it. Um, I'm, I was going to ask you about the oohs, ahs, and hums, and the wows, you know, all right? What'd you hear? What'd you see? But we don't have enough time for that. So I'm just going to go off. If you're a dog lover or a cat lover, bow-wows or meows, whatever sets you off, write them down. You should walk out with a feeling, not anything else. And I'm going to read you one thing that just comes to mind. This is from Emily Dickinson. I have other things that I sometimes close with, but again, because of time. If I can, this is from Emily Dickinson, okay? You've, many of you have heard this, but things come up, and you say, you know, why did I think about that? Because I care. If I can stop one heart from breaking, I shall not live in vain. If I can ease one life the aching or cool one pain, or help one fainting robin unto his nest again, I shall not live in vain. That's what this is all about. Dermatology, physician assistant, dermatologist, incidental almost. It is to touch someone emotionally so that they will feel better, to make this world a better place. You as a physician assistant, lovely, lovely thing. Don't let the diseases get in the way of your communication. It's not about the broken parts. It's about just connecting with people. And because you're bright enough, you will find that spot to make them all better. I could go on, but um, you guys have been great. It's time for me to get the hook. Thank you very much.